like I, I told you before, I lost this sense of identity, you know, like, uh, and running helped me find myself, but in a bigger and better way. Now I feel like I'm capable, I'm invincible, I'm capable of doing many things that I've never thought possible before. So I think it empowers me in that way, that anything that I can say to myself, listen, uh, maybe we should do this or, you know, all this self-doubt, not anymore. I mean, I just go for it because you know what? We only live once <laughs> and we should, we should keep trying, you know, things that probably is, um, and that's the thing when you have fear of something that you're like, I remember crying like two days or, you know, all these two days leading up to the marathon. My first marathon was crying. It's like, it's impossible. I'm going to run this. It's impossible. I'm going to cross the finish. It's impossible. And then suddenly you do it. It's like the fear of it is just what gives you power. That was Carlette Keys. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I am syncing up with one of my favorite running influencers and my friend, Carlette Keys. Carlette has 146,000 followers on Instagram, where she offers tips and advice on running and all things running. She is an 11-time marathoner, mother of two, is currently training for her fifth star, which is the London Marathon. And prior to Instagram, she had a 15-year career as an on-air personality and news anchor. But I'll let her dial you in. Before we dive in, if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you get your podcasts. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes. Click on the five stars and click on the small, tiny purple letters that say leave a review. And leave a review. Tell us what you love. Also, share this in your stories, on your social channels, wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Carlette. It's so awesome to have you this morning on the podcast and to connect with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So it was a pleasure to see you, talk to you. It's like we always, uh, you know, meeting in some random places and yeah. running events. And <laughs> well, I remember when I first met you, I just loved your energy and your vibe. And then we became friends. And I feel like it was like last somewhere in the beginning of 2023, I think it was at one of the like Hoka events or yes. it was a Saucony because I know you do a lot with them. And you came to the Mile High Run Club event that we did and you made such great video content. So oh, thank I, you. I just thought like you are such a pro. I didn't realize how many followers you had on Instagram in that moment. What came first, I guess? Well, yeah, this is a crazy story because uh, back in my past life, I was a, a news anchor. Okay. So, yeah, it's completely different from what I'm doing right now. Um, so I did this for 15 years. Okay. I was um, um, the anchor, the news anchor for a TV station uh, back in Florida and also New York City. And um, I just left everything behind when we decided to move to Spain the first time around. 
And, uh, and, and that's because I was, I got pregnant with my first child and I decided that I wanted to take a huge sabbatical for me to raise my kids. So I took my time off from working altogether mm-hmm. and, um, came basically retired here in, in Madrid and, um, raised my kids until my second one was two years old. And that's when I decided to resume my career. And it was hard for me to do it here in a foreign country because um, even though I speak Spanish as my main language, um, it's just like, it just hit different. Like um, yeah. Spanish is, is Sp- the Spanish here, the Spanish language here is completely different from Latin American, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was hard for me to sell myself to them, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I started to think about other possibilities um, and just kind of, like reinvented myself at the moment. So I joined ventures with a friend of mine here and we launched um, an app about lifestyles and, you know, how to live a healthy life. And she, I mean, she told me, listen, you, you know more about TV and how to do visual content. And I know the concept. So why don't we just team and do this incredible, you know, uh, app for everybody. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So that's how I got into the camera work, editing, all that behind the cameras. Because before many, you know, most of my career has been, you know, in front of the cameras. This right. was behind the cameras. It was exciting. I was like, oh, I love this. I have a knife for it. So yes, that's do. how I said, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So that's how I started, you know, doing more camera work and editing. I learned a lot from the people that was working for us and, um, well, that didn't survive. It didn't survive the second round and for financing. So, um, so we just had all this amazing equipment, and uh, I just kept them all. And I'm like, well, what should I do? Like, should I sell them or should I? I decided just to kind of self teach myself how to use it, and that's how I started creating content. But it was at the time it was just more like lifestyle, kind of like what I did on a weekend, on a trip with my kids, with my family. And it was beautiful. It was very cinematic. But then COVID hit and I started to, you know, I had to stay with my kids um, doing homeschooling. And I only had like one hour for myself during that period. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but anyways, it's just like the city was empty. It was so boring. It just, so I just, I used that hour just for myself to go for a run and I had all these cameras and action cameras drawn and whatever I'm like I'm gonna start using them and create content with them and that's how it started like I started to feel myself running and that's that's when people started to following so um the brands soon noticed and here I am you know fast forward three years probably so yeah How many followers do you have on Instagram right now? Uh, right now, I think it's 146. That's amazing. In three years. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard work, <laughs> as you might know. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that's like with everything, like nobody knows, like when you see, and this is, this is, makes total sense that you had a 15 year career on camera because a lot of people struggle with being on camera and can learn the opposite, right? Like that kind of has to be a little bit natural for you, or at least you have to have a, a, a kind of a sense of like what it takes to be on camera. On, and if you're doing both at the same time, right, it takes a lot of time. And so many people have no concept of that. A two minute video could take four hours. Yeah. So like, it comes more natural for me to do interviews. And when I just started doing this running and video creating, and 
I, my first thought, and that's how I started actually doing it, is just interviewing people with my action camera. But that was like three years ago. Right. And that wasn't a thing. No. You know, you back were... then was more pictures and was more like the video, straight video, very short. So I kind of like had to kind of adapt to that trend. And now all the long form and interviews and podcast uh, type of content is just what's trending right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. No. <laughs> so I, I, I understand because I often am like a pioneer in doing stuff. So I'm always ahead of the curve. And then when I see everyone else doing it, I'm like, what am I doing next kind of thing? Yeah. So now like anytime <laughs> you open Instagram, like everyone has an action camera and they're interviewing someone on a run, right? And that's a thing. Yes, yes. I'll never forget, you know Amy Freeze? You know Amy, right? She used to be an yes. on-air personality, not on, she did the weather. She used to run with the New York Roadrunners with a camera, with a real crew, like, uh -huh. uh, and she would do the marathon and interview and talk yes. to people. And yes. I was like, wow, how does she do that? And I remember this was like, I don't know, like, I feel like it was like, before the pandemic, you know, like 2019. And I remember interviewing the CEO of New York Roadrunners. This was 2019 at, at the time. And he was like, do you ever run with a camera and interview people? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. I could never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. It's hard, though. I mean, running, that is so hard. And I remember I've gotten so much advice from you. So thank you on doing some of this stuff because – you know, like for me on the other side, like I've always been behind the scenes. Like I've always been like your producer, right? And you've been, uh -huh. it's really different to get in front of the camera. What are some tips you might have for some Instagrammers that are like trying to do this? Uh -huh. There's a lot of people out there, whether they work in real estate or they're chefs or, you know, they're doing their thing and they want to be on camera. Like what is like, you know, maybe like three of the most important tips that you would say? I will give you the same tip that uh, my general manager back in my first job on TV, back in Tampa, Venus uh, 9 en Español was called. Um, I, was, I was a print reporter. I've never been in front of a camera, but he hired me anyways because I, I have this beautiful smile. It's like, oh, you're going to be great on, you know, on TV. So it's like, here's how you start. So he put me in front of the camera with a prompter, the teleprompter, and he put a picture of my mom like right on top of the camera so I can see her and then act like I'm talking to her. So that's a great way to start. That's oh, how that's I kind of lost. Yeah, I felt more relaxed. Like I, you know, I was reading whatever was on script, but I, I, I was looking at her and telling the story to her. So that's how it came natural. And that's just practice. Yeah. But it's basically like you're talking to your friends. Don't even think about like, it could be viral and uh, 100 million people are going to be watching you. Just think about this one person that you would like to speak to in a very sincere way. And that's how you kind of like get more, you know, relaxed and yeah. more fun to watch, actually. That's awesome. That's awesome advice. And what about the running? Was that something that started for you during the pandemic or? It started when I was in Madrid the first time because, you know, like I told you, uh, that business that I, I, I started with my friend, um, it didn't work. So I was very depressed because I really wanted to do something for myself and I really wanted to resume working. I yeah. wanted, I was kind of done with the mommyhood. Um, so, you know, it was a big change for me. I was somebody um, before kids, you know, yeah. people knew my name, Carlette Keys, and now I was in a foreign country. Nobody knew who I was. I was somebody's mom. I was somebody's wife. And I kind of lost my whole identity here. Um, so I was in that depressed mode yeah. when suddenly we were watching TV 
Um, and my kid, he was four at the, at the time. We were watching a documentary about the New York City Marathon. He, he saw this, saw this peop- the, the sea of people running uh, through the Verrazano Bridge. And he's like, oh, my mom, what is that? He's like, um, and I'm like, you know, this is the New York City Marathon, the biggest party in town. Yeah. And it's a big event. He's like, oh, you like running? Yes, I, I do run, you know, time to time. He's like, oh, have you ever run it? And I'm like... No, because it's hard. You have to train a lot. You have to dedicate a lot of time. It's like, but now you have time. He was four. I'm like, love it. That's awesome. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna run the New York City Marathon, and that's how I started. It was like a dare from my four-year-old, and but it was just like something to focus on, like a purpose at the moment. So I quit feeling sorry for myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just think about something else. I'm gonna stop running. I'm gonna figure this out. And I started looking for, because the entries were already, you know, sold out. So I'm like, look for a charity and it was Team for Kids. That was my first charity run. Yes. What year was that? That was back in 2019. Oh, so we ran, so you ran the first time I ran, that was my first time. And then, really? yeah, that was my first time running the marathon. I mean, I'd done other events before, but it was hard. (laughs) It, it, it was, I mean, I, I had a blast because running with Tim for Kids was the best decision, yeah, uh, especially if yeah. you're a first timer yeah. and coming from another country too, because I didn't, I was training by myself here in Madrid. And just so happens that that year we moved back, uh, that September we moved back to the city and I didn't, you know, I didn't know many people running in, yeah. in New York city. So my, my group of people were like the team for kids, uh, uh, training group. So it was like, it was nice. That's, That's how I started having my friends and meeting people. And it was a great experience. Yeah. I think that that, that is a great way to kind of run in, in a group with a team. I was solo by myself, like all the whole time, but I actually had a lot of fun training. I had a friend that I did it with, but I kind of got like, kind of died mid mid race but you know <laughs> it's all good I'm going back next year it's not like you know I'm gonna give up or anything I just had to take a break um yeah but so how many marathons have you done since uh 10 oh, marathons 10. I'm preparing okay. my 11th uh which is gonna be uh the London Marathon cool. and uh yeah my fifth star uh for the marathon majors that's so, awesome yeah. and your kids must be like so proud of you now do they? Yes. Yeah. They, they, I mean, at the beginning, they were very more excited. I guess yeah. now, like every marathon, every race, every city to them, is just the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> like we went to Chicago once. I was what are we doing back in Boston? I'm like, no, Boston was six months ago. I mean, this is a different city. <laughs> like, it, I mean, all the hotel rooms, all the yeah. cities, all the expo look the same to them. So it's, they don't even know where they are. You're lucky they're still coming with you. Like, I remember my first marathon, like my whole family was there, like coming to meet me at the finish line. And now they're like, oh, you're doing another marathon? We'll see you after. Yeah. <laughs> As they grow older, I mean, they get like, yeah. oh, mommy, really, do we need to do this? We really need to go. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wait, but do they ever run with you or do little events with you? Um, we used to when they were little. Yeah. Uh, but now they're like doing their own thing. And I yeah. don't want to pressure them into right. running. Um, because I don't want them to feel that this is something that they have to do because I do it. I yeah. want them to actually love it and feel right. like they want to do it. They might um, Yeah. There's a beautiful stadium here in, uh, in Madrid and they do like track, um, uh, track and field, you know, sessions for kids. So I'm hoping that probably they can feel the need to actually go on. I actually register them. So I'm just waiting for them to say, okay, let's go. I noticed on Instagram that you've started a coaching program. 
So has yes. that been something that you've been doing all along or is this new for you? This is completely new okay. and this was out of the blue because I've, I'm not a coach. Right. Uh, and I never intended are. to be. Well, basically what my page is about is like what I would say myself five years ago. Like I made so many mistakes running um, because I didn't have a proper training. I only, yeah, I had, I joined a training group here, but I didn't have a coach, uh, somebody who tell me, you know, how to avoid injuries or like I was kind of going by a plan that I had like in a PDF file or whatever. And honestly, I didn't think, uh, I didn't know that I had to recover and how to recover. And I got injured really fast. Um, so from that experience, I, I, that's exactly what I started to do with my page. So like, this is, this is exactly how to avoid getting injured, or this is what you need to do before going for a run. Because if you don't, I mean, uh, this might happen. So, yeah. um, it's basically the, like I said, do's and don'ts or helping you navigate, you know, the intricate, you know, world of marathon training. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a coach, though. I've never wanted to be one. I've never found a certificate. I actually work with coaches. Right. And for three years, I was working with a coach, Benjamin Sa, in New York City. He's amazing. Basically, because he makes, he focused on strength training for runners. Yeah. And that's what I needed in the first place. Uh, that's how it started. And basically, it was back in Berlin. Um, when I ran Berlin, I met these wonderful coaches that were um, actually tra- uh, traveling with me. Uh, with destination marathons okay. and after the race we were having this conversation it's like oh it's amazing that all these people we see them race after race they're always you know joining this this trip destination marathons to 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 run the same races like how come they don't train together and they're like, well I'm a coach and all of them Melissa Ben and Jesser all three of them are coaches yeah I was the only one who was. I'm like, well, I'm not a coach. I can't help. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, but you can be the messenger. And that's how it started. So we, and I already had my Carlitz Run Club, which is actually a place for us to meet. Whenever yeah. I go, I do a celebrate a shakeout run for everybody to come and say hello and have a nice yeah. run together. And they're like, well, you already have the runners. So, I mean, we can offer our services and we can make this because we're all running London. Um, the four of us. Well, Ben Benjamin Sa, he's not going to run it, but you know the other one. Yeah. So we're going to be running uh, in April together. So like, it will be amazing if we can do all this training with your followers. So that's basically it. So that's I'm great. following the training plan as I go, and yeah. like many other members who already purchased the plan. So we do this live. Um, Jess happens to be also like a, like an amazing yogi. Yeah. And yes, it's, it's like everything It's very complete. It's a program that you, you can find nutrition advice. You can find strength training from Ben and, and the training that Ben Londell, he, I mean, is what I'm doing right now, trying to improve my speed. I'm going for 315 finish time for uh, London. It's not what uh, probably I won't make it, but <laughs> at least I want to beat my PR, which is 327. So, so when we'll you're see. trying to increase your speed like that, do you start to increase the volume in your weekly miles or do you increase intensity or both? Well, this is something that I always talk about in yeah. my page because again, like many people believe that for you to get faster, you need to uh, load all these miles. Yeah. And you have to take in consideration, and I think I, I posted a reel about it the other day. Um, I mean, your age. 
<laughs> and if you have an, uh, you know, injury background, yeah. uh, there's a lot that you need to take in consideration. Um, when I PR, uh, yeah. 327 in Chicago, I mean, the highest mileage I did in a week uh, was probably 25. Oh, wow. Really? And the longest run was only 16. Wow. And I was so like, took like two weeks. I think I didn't run for a whole month before the actual race day in Chicago because I needed to reset my body. I needed to stop and let my body heal and, you know, stake it all in. It, it takes longer to recover as you age. I mean, you have to take all those details in consideration. And I was flying like a feather in Chicago. It's like, I felt great. It's like, wow, nothing hurt ever for the first time in my life. Yeah. Because I took the time to actual recovery. I mean, yeah, sometimes a high mileage probably works for you know, for some people, but for others on our own. And you have to start recognizing that. All right, just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners at UCAN. Are you tired of the spike and crash and GI distress that comes with sugar-based sports nutrition? It's time to give UCAN a try. UCAN utilizes steady-release carbs instead of sugar, so you don't feel the highs and lows in energy. It's been years since I've been able to use gels until I discovered UCAN Edge Energy Gels. When you're out training and racing for hours day after day, it's nice to have smart fueling options to boost your performance. Plus, they taste great, are the right consistency, and you don't need to chase them with water. My favorite flavor is pineapple. Also, UCAN's award-winning Edge Energy Gels last longer than other gels, less for you to carry. Top U.S. triathletes Olympian Katie Zafaris and Tim O'Donnell, along with marathon runners Emily Sisson, Sarah Hall, Emma Bates, Kira D'Amato, all rely on UCAN to fuel their training and recovery. Level up your race and training nutrition with UCAN. Go to UCAN.co slash Marnie to redeem your free, exclusive Edge sample pack. All you pay is shipping. And to save 20% off any UCAN products, head over to UCAN.co and use our code Marnie. Now, back to our conversation. At some point, like if you start to feel like, so I'm training for the Paris marathon or some marathon, I signed up for Paris, but I'm open to whatever. And like, I would go to London instead. I just was like, sometimes I use races as ways to get me to do other things. So, you know, like work in Paris and get this client, like doing things like that. So, you know, do moderate a panel, whatever it is. But like, I have to have something on my vision board that like gets me there. So I signed up for Paris in October and I love Paris. Like I used to live there, you know, it's one of my favorite cities. So I thought, why not do a marathon there? And then it's an amazing destination. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I, I'm training for it and I'm going to, you know, I haven't trained for a marathon since 2019, but I, I usually am training about eight to 11 hours a week for triathlon. I like to say 10 to 12, but I'm not going to (laughs) lie because it never (laughs) happens. Like, you know, one week I'll do 12 talking about overloading like your mileage. And then I'm like out for the next week because I did too much. So, you know, I learned that a little bit about myself. But with the marathon, you know, I kind of want to get up to like 40 miles a week. Kind of my goal, but I haven't hit it yet. I'm still in my 30s. So we'll see. And I feel fine, like knock on wood, knock on wood. But yeah, I I just feel that people will put all these pressures on themselves and unnecessarily. I mean, everybody's different and your body, everybody's body needs, you know, have different needs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I have this conversation with many of my followers and I, I I mean, I talk to them like, that's why sometimes I I take probably two or three days to 
to reply a message because I just talk to each one of them, whoever yeah. writes. And it makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to stop talking with somebody who's not serious about the conversation, but most of the questions they ask me is about this. It's like, why am I getting injured? What am I, yeah. I mean, it's a big I mean, it's just like, you have to take this in, in I mean, so there's a point when you, your body needs more recovery time than training. Yeah. And that's when you see a change, a positive change in your performance. Um, but you have to start, I mean, to know the signals and yeah. see the signs of, you know, this is what's happening to me. You have to. Instead of like <gasps> stressing, like I need to get there. I need to do this. I need to, yeah. because my coach and everybody's just faster than me. It's just like, I mean, no. Training yeah. is one thing. Race, give your best yeah. during race day. But training, you have to, you know, my main goal when training is to get healthy to the start line because I've yeah. been injured so many times yes. that it's so frustrating that two weeks before Boston, I mean, I, I have this yeah. excruciating pain behind my knee that I can, I'm like, hell no, hell no. I'm going to make that. That's when I made the mistake of running Boston that year yeah. injured as I was, but it was all my fault because I was loading all these miles. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so now London, are you going to do the same training that you did like for Chicago, where you kind of are just building certain mileage and taking it easy with a big taper? Yes. Well, so we have different plans. Um, Ben designed different plans for different finish times and different goals. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just picked the one because I want uh, 315 because I want to get faster. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing all the speed work. But what I like about this is that I have this straight conversation with, with the coaches. And I'm like, listen, I'm not liking the fact that I have to run this amount of miles on the weekends and then I have to do this. I mean, this is a conversation we can have and we can adapt. Uh, but I guess at this point in my life, I'm mature enough to recognize that this is not going to work for me. Uh, for a new runner, and that's why you need some some guidance, you know. Like I see many, I actually posted a question uh, like three months ago. It's like, when you sign up for a marathon, I mean, what do you do for training? Do you uh, hire a coach? Do you, you know, buy a plan online? Do you just, most people actually just get a plan online and that's it. So without any input as to, hey, maybe you need to do this or maybe not try this other thing. So yeah. that, that's actually what we offer here in this plan. That's great. And, and yeah, so it, it, that's, that's, that's a conversation that we can have and we can adapt. So we can find you on Instagram. That's where people, if they want to train with you for the, it doesn't have to be for London. It can be for any race, your training plan. Like you're coaching. Or just yes, coaching. right now what we're doing, because we're doing all these live pop-ups, and yeah. it's for people who are actually training right now. Okay, for a And they have specific questions about a spring marathon. Okay. Like we have people training even for Tokyo, which is in March, um, also for Boston. And, um, and I think some of our coaches are going to be in Boston too. Okay. And, um, and for London, and, you know, anybody else who has races those weeks, um, so they're doing the program. So, I mean, we'll see the experience and yeah. we can extend that to others. And, um, and you can buy it too, if you want to, if you want to sign up, but all the benefit of the, of the live training that mm-hmm. we do, I mean, of course, if you don't, your marathon is not until, I don't know, the fall, uh, you might not have it, but for sure, we're going to have um, uh, these live sessions also during the, you know, the second 
part of the summer yeah. as we're getting towards uh, the fall marathons. And you do a lot of that on Instagram in general. Like you'll do like live pop-ups or talks or Q&As. So I feel like if people just follow you on Instagram, they can kind of dial into all the things that you're doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then like back to running and like, you know, you started during the pandemic and I'm sure that beyond racing, it brings you a lot more. So what are some like lessons or experiences that you get from running that really have like transformed your life? Well, running gave me, like I I told you before, I lost this sense of identity, you know, like, uh, and running helped me find myself, but in a bigger and better way. Now I feel like I'm capable, I'm invincible. I'm capable of doing many things that I've never thought possible before. So I think it empowers me in that way that anything that I can say to myself, listen, uh, maybe we should do this or, you know, all this self-doubt, not anymore. I mean, I just go for it because you know what? We only live once (laughs) and we should, we should keep trying, you know, things that probably is. um, And that's the thing when you have fear of something that you're like, I remember crying like two days or, you know, all these two days leading up to the marathon. My first marathon was crying. It's like, it's impossible. I'm going to run this. It's impossible. I'm going to cross the finish. It's impossible. And then suddenly you do it. It's like the fear of it is just what gives you power. Yeah. And that's why the finish, the results, you know, is, 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 is so, has so much flavor to it, you yeah. know? So that, that itself is very addictive. And, you know, I can apply that to any instance in my life, you know, personal life, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about much about my personal life, but we, we're constantly moving. Like we can be in New York, we can be in, in, in Madrid and all this change can take a huge toll on my family. And but you know, I'm always open to changes like this because that's what, you know, actually build your character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's what running has given me and the best friends in the world. Come on. I mean, yes. here <laughs> you meet people, you run alongside people that otherwise you would never, you know, have the opportunity to meet, Yeah. you know, especially, you know, back when I was working on TV, probably my circle of friends were all probably journalists or people yeah. who were, you know, all these talking heads that always give you the sound bites. Uh, but now I have a full spectrum of people, I mean, that, you know, that come from all walks of life. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's very enriching. I mean, it's just like mind blowing. And, you know, you recently put up a post about your father and this is like something that a lot of people responded to. Um, your father passed away and I'm so sorry. You know, you went for a run and you posted like this beautiful thought debrief kind of thing on Instagram so what yeah you know what was the story behind it uh well it, it was an unexpected uh, uh death in my family and especially coming from well uh by now probably many most people already read the post but when he passed away um I mean my relationship with him wasn't very very close um he actually left my family when I was six years old and over the years, uh, we tried to kind of connect. But then uh, thinking about it, um, after that happened, it's just like so un- unexpected. It's just like I didn't have time to kind of reflect on, you know, all the things that I wanted to tell him, uh, you know, before and how I really felt about it. And all this regret that I was having, I'm feeling it's like, why am I feeling this? Because this is not a person that I lived with. 
but it was building up. It was building up. And I had just kind of like, um, I don't know, to put it out. I started with just posting a story telling everybody, listen, I'm going to be just absent because I need to process this because I don't know what to feel and why am I feeling right now. And then I can explain, well, it was the passing of my dad. And then this grieving, this grief I've never felt before. I was dealing with something new in my life. So I just went for a run. It was like, how do I resume life, resume my training? Uh, It's been a week and I haven't trained at all, but I need to, I know I need to keep going. But how do I do this? So it's just, this is a conversation I had with myself. And I started just reading about it, just like, you know, is this good for me? Is it bad for me? Is it going to be, you know, should I be training right now? I'm in the right mental state to start running. And and it actually benefits, it turns out. So it's like, you know what? And I'll feel much better because, you know, you can focus on other things. And the first run out when I, after my, my dad passing, um, I cried the whole time. <laughs> and I had my headphones on and I was on the street and I was sobbing and sobbing for six miles straight. And people, you know, next to me, they were like, what is I mean, if, it, if it's painful, just stop, just yeah. stop. I'm like... But they don't know all the suffering that I'm having inside. Yeah. And it was a good way for me to drain all that energy. And, uh, but it's funny you mentioned this because a lot of people, you know, identify themselves, you know, with, with, with the post, with the, 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 the sense of grieving. Because every, each one of us has actually lost somebody that they love. Yeah. And, you know, it brought up a lot of, you know, personal issues in everybody who was watching. Yeah. <laughs> And many of them actually DM me, either thanking me or giving me advice on how to deal with it. And, and it, was a, it was an amazing um, experience for me yeah. and actually made me feel better. That's so. good. I think it was, I was reading your post and it was so sad. And I, you know, I think it was great that you were able to turn to running and get out there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, running is so, it's so cathartic. It's so healing it can be meditational it can be all of these things and it's like even though you're not always totally alone it's like you're alone with your thoughts and I don't know I feel like if all else fails go for a run that's my exactly. even if it's a couple miles because like somehow once you start moving and you're out there you get that clarity at least I do and you do obviously yeah yeah I mean I've already experienced and now I have the tools to actually talk to somebody like who is going through the same grieving so so now you're, so now how do you like living in Madrid? Yeah. I mean, it's not your first time living there. It's not my first time. Um, it was after five years of living in Madrid and then we moved to New York five years and we'll, we'll go back and forth <laughs> like five years here, there, there, we're going to alternate. So that's why I, I was telling you about this constant changing all the yeah. time. Like when you finally feel at ease, feel at ease and find your trickle of friends and, you know, kind of settle down. It's like, oh, let's go again. Um, so yeah, my new, uh, my, uh, I guess my new purpose now here in the city, just to find my own circle of, of running friends yeah, <laughs> and, um, just go out there and trying to meet, uh, Spanish runners. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we can make a community here too. Um, like I did in New York city, like I really, really miss you guys. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's not the end. I keep going. I mean, I, I, I keep going to New York and I keep visiting and I go to New York events in Austin. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, we're just not our home uh, is actually here in Spain. We keep going back and forth. My husband still, you know, his job's still in New York city. So yeah. where are you from? Well, I'm from Venezuela. He's from Madrid and we're in Madrid right now. Mm-hmm. We Got met it. in New York City, yes. 
Got it. So speaking of Austin and we were at both just at this amazing event in Austin at the running event. So let's just tell me some of your favorite shoes that you've been running in. You could just give me three if that's not too hard. Oh and then my goodness. Some that you see. Yeah. Uh, a big surprise for me was I've never run in New Balance shoes for okay. whatever reason. It's just like because, you know, when, when I do these brand deals, um, I mean, the brand approached me and I try them and I like them. So that's how I start, you know, running in their shoes. Um, so I've never had this connection with New Balance, but it just so happens to, you know, to, to do this event with them. Oh, my goodness. The New Balance uh, 1080. I don't know if you've tried those. No. Uh, the New Foam. Okay. It's just mind blowing. It's just like I go, I mean, it's just like literally you're just like Floating. walking on, on cotton like this. Yeah. And yeah, you're, yeah, it's just amazing. I use those for my long runs. It's amazing. That's awesome. I tried the New Balance Super Comp Fuel Cell V4. And I also have not run in New Balance in like five or six years. And the shoes are just incredible. Like they're so different than what they used to make. And the foam is in amazing. Like it's like you're floating. Yeah, I love they're, them. They're onto something. They're onto something. And now, yeah, after they opened this door with this new, the, this shoe that I have and that I've been running all my miles here in Madrid, it's just like, oh, so I need to try, I need to try that pair too. Yeah, you need to get them. And um, the Fuel Cell Super Comp V4. They're different than the V3, like, yeah. like totally different. So I don't know if you tried those. What other shoes are you liking? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm a big fan of Saucony. Yes. Um, so, yes, I'm still uh, looking to see what they come um, for this year. I don't know if we're going to have another Elite Pro. Um, yeah. Is that your favorite shoe from Saucony? No, well, actually, the, the Endorphin Elites, that's the ones that I use for racing. So... Uh, yes, I'm still looking for the, a pair that I'm going to race with uh, London Marathon. So I'm open, you know, I'm open years to see what. You should get so those. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should get the shoes from New Balance. You might yeah, like those. I've been, yeah. Everybody's talking about the Alpha Flies, but the things with the Alpha Flies, um, I have this issue and probably can, you know, it's, it's an easy Fix, uh, it's fixable, maybe. Uh, I developed these blisters. You know, many runners actually complain about the same issue. And I think Chris Chunk did a reel about it. It's like, oh, this is how I avoid the blister from the alpha fly. So, uh, but yeah, uh, for years I've been using alpha flies until I switched to Saucony. And, uh, but yeah, that's another one. I would like to see if this actually, what the, all the fuss is about. Yeah. And then what about gear? Did you see any great gear that you, or nutrition that you like? Uh, nutrition, um, there's this company that I, I is uh, still up and coming. Um, they do these cookies. Um, and I think I did a video with them. I don't remember. Um, they're from Texas and they did these cookies. They're based on the ingredients uh, that the Indians from the, the tribe from Mexico that they use for the ultra running, the Tamaramas. Um, so I, they're very delicious. I just can't recall the name of it. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. I think it's, uh, Q, Q, G, Q, there's just two, two letters. Uh, and I think Q is one of them, but, um, oh, but those, those are amazing. Those cookies are like fuel right before you run. I mean, really, okay, they're, they're, they're a meal, they're a meal. And, uh, what other things I saw in terms of gear, uh, Oh, geez. I, you know, I'm a big fan of spy belt. Okay. So I'm going to try their own, their belts that have the little 
bottles. Okay. Um, I'm going to try that for this race um, to see if I can do my own mix now. <laughs> do you <laughs> because ever- Berlin, I don't know how London is, but Berlin was a mess for me. Like the European races, I don't know how they are, but just like, you know, I'm used to having all these big stands of water and yeah. every two miles. And Berlin was nothing but. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like a five waters every five kilometers, and yes. the, the tables were very stretched, and it was a mayhem. It was a disaster. I've really. heard this before about European races and that we're very spoiled in the U.S. Yeah. Yes. And I actually am going to, if I can run with a vest in Paris, I'm going to. Because I actually, I don't know, I run with a handheld water bottle. I don't know, do you run with your own water now or is that what you're saying you're going to do? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. For training, I usually have my 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 how do you call it, my vest. But, you, you know, yeah. for, you know, I did, I mean, I had the option to do it in Berlin, but I'm like, no, hell no, it's okay. I can't even, now I know why people do it sometimes. Um, So probably that's what I'm going to do for London. What vest do you wear? I don't have one, so I have to get one. Oh, I love Fitly Run. It's not a, it's not a mainstream brand. It's it's, um, actually, it's, it's very new. It's a new brand. And I I know the guy who actually founded and designed uh, the prototype and, Sometimes he just runs out. Uh, he has his store in Amazon. And you, every time we talk about this vest, the fitly run vest yeah. is either the 90, the sub 90 or the sub 180. He always runs out because <laughs> people keep buying them because it's so good. Yeah. Um, because they're, what I like about them is they're not, they're not bulky at all. Yeah. And they, they're very fitted and they stay put. And, you know, I, they still have a lot of space for gels and fuel and everything, um, but they're very tiny. They're, they're, I mean, they're not like bulky right. or big. So, yeah, they're very, you know, ste- you know they're very aesthetic. Yeah. So I need to get that because like I had a vest a long time ago and I was like, this is so annoying. It's like. It just moves so much and the water is shaking and I put my music on and then I don't have to hear the, the water going. But <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would suggest you to, to yeah, try this. I, I mean, I, I love the best. Yeah. My partner was like, that's what it's like to have actual boobs, Marnie. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. Like, I hate this. And she's like, no, but speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, speaking of which, I'll be, I've been trying, like, you know, I've been doing this for so long already. Yeah. So it's just like, now I'm on the hunt for the perfect bra oh, yeah. uh, for, you know, for racing. Like, like now I see all these bras where you can put the phone because for me, it's very uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable. I mean, I guess, I mean, we do it all the time. Like, right. we have the belt with our gels. And then you reach out, but it's for me, it's easier just to reach out from either under my arm or in between, you know, so that's places where to hide your gels and yeah. your, your tablets or whatever. So I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to start shopping for those. So yeah, probably just like- stay tuned for a review on, on those, uh, utility sports bra. And what about like you, I know we talked about this, you like to run in shorts, so you don't like pockets, right? No, but, I don't like that's exactly because they jiggle. You know, okay. just, I hate that. You like that. don't like things moving on you when you're running. Like I, I'm the yeah. same way. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, keep me posted. I'm sure you'll put it on your okay. Instagram. <laughs> um, well, this is super awesome. I'm so glad we finally got to have this conversation. You're such an incredible entrepreneur and content creator and influencer and like really 
I think, a great coach and someone to watch and follow and all those things. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, when are you back uh, stateside? Oh, well, um, I actually registered for um, the New York City half. Oh. Oh. So, yes. Are you running it? No, but I'll be here. I mean, I'll be like here cheering oh, you on that's, in a that's ski jacket. Oh, that's one fun race. I, yes. <laughs> I know. Last year was, holy hell. I'll come was, out and bring you really some cold. of those like hand warmers. Like I'll throw them at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really cold last year. It was, whew. Uh, but it's, it's still fun. Still fun. It's the only opportunity we have to run through uh, Times Square. So, Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. <laughs>